Good morning, everyone. I hope everyone is doing well and ready to join our 2020 award ceremony for faculty and residents. Uh, it's really an honor to be here uh, asking you to uh, pay attention to the, you know, this wonderful ceremony today. And um, I thought I would show a picture of what this used to look like. And we have, I think on the screen, you can see um, Jim Moore, Aaron Zucker, Dr. Kamaitis, Seth is there, um, I, I see Scott, I see a lot of people uh, that, that were watching. I don't know, it didn't seem like a very exciting Grand Rounds on this particular day. They're all very serious, but well attended. Um, I think it'll be a much more fun celebration today. Certainly when you have Dr. Smith, you know, it's always going to be something that will be, um, will surprise you. And um, it, I don't think she's wearing uh, uh, something, she's not wearing her typical Hollywood garb today, but she'll, you know, she'll do a great job. So it's a, it's a great day to be here today. Uh, the, the program will be as follows. I will cede uh, the, uh, the podium to uh, Sharon Smith, who will then introduce our rising chief residents, who will present the awards, and then I'll come back uh, right after that to present the, uh, the Leon Comites uh, Teaching Award, and then we'll conclude after that. So it should take us about 45, 50 minutes. Hope you stay with us. You can certainly send comments through, the, uh, through your uh, uh, chat mode, and we'll be happy to read them at the end of the presentation if we have a little bit of time so you can share your thoughts about the people who are getting this award. So uh, sorry that we're not all together in one place. And uh, again, congratulations to the, the residents that will be soon graduating. I think on Tuesday we'll have some form of uh, drive-through. Uh, I don't think people will get tested that day, but, it was, uh, but they'll get a diploma. So it's going to be very exciting. So I'm going to hand this off. I'm going to mask properly. I'm going to hand this off to Dr. Smith to come up here and begin the award ceremony. Welcome again. Thank you so much, Dr. Salazar. And welcome, everybody, to the 43rd Annual Pediatric Resident Awards. For those of you who are not familiar with this, these are the awards that our resident physicians choose to give to ancillary staff, nurses, and faculty who have had a large impact in their learning and have influenced them and been incredibly beneficial to them. And introducing people can be a lot of fun. But I've always found that pictures are worth a thousand words. So I'm going to introduce our new rising chiefs for this academic year through a short video.
Awesome. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, the brief introduction of our rising chief residents. Uh, Dr. Mackey is unable to be with us this morning. She is working hard in our emergency department taking care of uh, some sick and injured children. So it is my great pleasure to introduce Dr. Amy Miller and Dr. Jessica Tacoris. Ladies. Good morning. Thank you for the warm introduction, Dr. Smith. We would like to start by recognizing everyone here at Connecticut Children's who provides excellent care for patients and families. We are so appreciative of all the support you have provided to us during our training. These unprecedented times have highlighted how lucky we are to have such a supportive group of attendings, nurses, PCAs, social workers, case managers, clinical nutritionists, pharmacists, in our academic office who help us become better doctors day in and day out. We'd like to take a moment to thank everyone for their support and dedication to resident education. This is an important day for our program and we appreciate you all being here remotely to help us celebrate our honorees today. The awards presented today are for those individuals or groups who have gone above and beyond in advancing resident education in our program whether via formal didactics, bedside teaching, advancing resident education, clinical or administrative support, or simply boosting the morale of our residents. We start first with our monthly awards. These awards are voted for in our monthly resident meetings, and recipients are presented with a certificate to commemorate the honor. The first award is a didactic teaching award. Each Friday morning, faculty members take time from their busy schedules to give didactic lectures to the pediatric residents. We are grateful for each and every one of these sessions. Each month, the residents vote to recognize an attending who provides outstanding teaching in one of these lectures. This morning, we would like to recognize the recipients of this year's didactic teaching awards. They are Dr. Murray, Dr. Silva, Dr. DeBenedictus, Dr. Grindle, Dr. Schwartz, Dr. Reba Woolman, Dr. Sherburn, Dr. Hirsch, Dr. Demirci, and Dr. Golden. Can we please give them a round of applause? Our next award is the Resident Recognition Award. The staff here at Connecticut Children's are the people who support us on a daily basis and make our days a little bit easier. Each month, the residents nominate and recognize a staff member who has been an integral part of our experience. We would like to honor the recipients of the Resident Recognition Awards this year. They are Angel Marquez, Anne-Marie Pazuko, Kate Haynes, Femi Felix Ukwo, Christopher Guy, Carlos Ortiz, the Environmental Services Team, Sarah Skeener, Phil Ayeo, Rachika Jones, Sam from Walgreens, Chrissy Lyman, Nellie Love, and Kristen Fox. Can we please give them a round of applause? I'll now turn it over to Jess Decoris. Good morning. Another monthly resident recognition award is the McNeil Teaching Award. Whether on the inpatient units, emergency department, or outpatient clinics, it can be very difficult to balance the time constraints of clinical care and administrative tasks with teaching. 
this award highlights the faculty um, who provide exemplary teaching to our residents in the busy clinical setting. We would like to recognize those who have been awarded the McNeil Teaching Awards this year. Dr. Hogan, Dr. Rednick, Dr. Wolfgruber, Dr. Carlson, Dr. Wallace, Dr. Carroll, Dr. Parker, Dr. Park, Dr. Mandel, Dr. Garcia, and Dr. Cohenabo. We'd like to give them a round of applause now. Too. At this time, we'd like to recognize all of our amazing mentors. Stuck in the middle of the sea I'll sail the world To find you If you ever find yourself Lost in the dark and you can't see I'll be the light To guide you Find out what we're made of When we are called to help Our friends in need you can't count on me like one, two, three, I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you like four, three, two, and you'll be there. Cause that's what friends are supposed to do, oh yeah. And then you turn and then you just can't fall asleep I'll sing a song beside you And if you ever forget how much you really mean to me Every day I will remind you Oh, Find out what we're made of When we are called to help our friends in need you can't count on me like one, two, three, I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you like four, three, two, and you'll be there. Cause that's what friends are supposed to do, oh yeah. award is the Nursing Recognition Award. Um, the Nursing Recognition recognizes nurses who go above and beyond in providing excellent care to our patients while supporting our residents. These nurses are a joy to work with every day and can be counted on to teach us and help us become better physicians. This morning we'd like to take a moment to honor the recipients of our nursing award. Grace Amato, Katrina Earl, Ali Ouellette, Nguyen Nguyen, Ali Racine, Kaylee Dickey, Biddy McCormick, Kate Lusso, Kim Helm, and Steve Mahir. Please give them a round of applause. Now we're going to move on to today's awards. First, we'd like to start 
with the Pediatric Health Officer Award for Excellence in the Delivery of Healthcare. This award is given out to a group or an individual who the residents feel demonstrate elite delivery of healthcare. This year's nominees are pharmacy, respiratory therapy, clinical nutrition, and specifically Erin Mahoney of clinical nutrition. This year, the award for excellence in the delivery of healthcare is presented to clinical nutrition. Please give them a round of applause. The next award today will be the Award for Excellence in Nursing. This award will be given out to an individual or group who has demonstrated excellence in both teaching and patient care. Nurses are the front lines to our patients and help the hospital or clinic run smoothly. As residents, they are the ones we go to first with our questions and provide us with the bedside knowledge not always found in the books. This year's nominees are Selena Jose, Steve Mahier, Allison Wooten, Nguyen Nguyen, and the team of PICU nurses. This year, the Award for Excellence in Nursing is presented to Nguyen Nguyen. Please give her a round of applause. The next award is to acknowledge the outstanding contribution of a staff member or group to the residency program. With 61 residents, there are many moving parts from paperwork to licensure to coordinating our recruitment season to ensuring we have a place for our weekly didactics and conferences. These individuals help keep things running smoothly behind the scenes. This year's nominees include Barry Wagar, Lisa Malcott, Kateria Rivera, and Carlos Ortiz. This year, the award for outstanding contribution to the residency goes to Barry Wagger. Please give him a round of applause. Now we'd like you to enjoy this short clip. Our first individual faculty award today is the R. Timothy Brown Faculty Award, given to a physician who demonstrates excellence in teaching in an affiliated pediatric field. These fields include surgery, radiology, ophthalmology, dermatology, ENT, orthopedics, urology, neurosurgery, anesthesia, and many others. Despite often having several learners from their own residency programs, they still take time to provide excellent teaching to our group of residents. 
This crowded slide illustrates how lucky we are to have so many wonderful teachers. This year's nominees include Dr. Grindle, Dr. Hirsch, Dr. Murray, Dr. Thompson, Dr. Rader, Dr. Martin, Dr. Moot, and Dr. Campbell. This year, the winner goes to Dr. Grindle. Please give him a round of applause. Next is the Douglas H. McGilpin Community Physician Award for Recognition of Outstanding Role Model. This award is given to an ambulatory physician who provides excellent care for patients and families, who has admirable interactions with the ancillary staff, and who is an outstanding teacher to residents. This year's nominees included Dr. Jennifer Hale, Dr. Andrew Carlson, and Dr. Carrie Wallace. This year, we are proud to present the Douglas H. McGilpin Community Physician Award for recognition of outstanding role model to Dr. Andrew Carlson. Can you please give him a round of applause? The next award is the Timothy W. Kelly Excellence in Teaching in Acute Care Award. Residents must learn to care for the sickest patients during their PICU, NICU, ED, and inpatient rotations. These individuals balance the demands of patient care in a busy and often stressful clinical setting while fostering an effective learning environment for residents. The nominees for the award for excellence in teaching in acute care are Dr. Benaziak, Dr. Parker, Dr. Rudnick, and Dr. Jablo. This year, the Timothy W. Kelly Award for Excellence in Teaching in Acute Care is presented to both Dr. Jablo and Dr. Parker. Please give them a round of applause. Please enjoy another short clip. I'm coming to you to talk to you about our N95 mask reprocessing pathway. Uh, we've been working hard to make this work for you to keep you as a healthcare worker safe in this era. Oh, regret the moment that I let you go. I quarrel was such a way of learning so much. I know now. Next is the Faculty Award for Excellence in Teaching. 
This is given to an individual who was felt to have provided the best overall educational experience to the residents. This is quite an honor, as there are over 180 faculty members that the residents work with. This year's nominees include Dr. Crowley, Dr. McDermott, Dr. Garcia, Dr. Golden, Dr. Benesiak, and Dr. Carlson. We are proud to announce that this year's award goes to Dr. Carlson. Please give him a round of applause. The last award we will be presenting today is the Markowitz Salneritis Award for Outstanding Contribution to House Staff Education and Career. This award is given to the individual who is most successful with advancing resident knowledge while supporting resident career goals. The nominees this year are Dr. Skirkus, Dr. Garcia, Dr. Held, and Dr. Smith. We are honored to present this year's award to Dr. Garcia. Please give her a round of applause. We'd like to thank everyone for their hard work and dedication to resident education. We are so excited to be this year's chief residents and look forward to another great year with everyone. At this time, we'll hand the program back over to Dr. Salazar. Thank you very much. You guys did a terrific, terrific job. So you could see the, the quality of, of our chief residents. Uh, coming in. We had outstanding chief residents this year and we have three wonderful new members of the team. Uh, and by the way, you're now members of our faculty too, which is really wonderful. So you actually report to me, not Ed. That's something you just need to let you know. But um, all right, uh, this is the, uh, the last part of our program and, and one of the most important ones. Uh, this is something we do every year. Uh, I wish all of you were present here to uh, congratulate all the winners and uh, I want to congratulate all the faculty for everything they have done. It's really uh, an honor to be your chair and, and to help uh, move this program forward. It's really fantastic. So thank you for, for sharing the pictures of all the faculty and, and all the videos and certainly, um, you know, I think I'm going to steal a couple of them and use them for the town hall if you don't mind for this, for this evening. So now we have, uh, we're going to present the Leon Kamaitis Lifetime Teaching Award. And I know Dr. Kamaitis is logged on, and, uh, and the winner of the award is also logged on, and we'll have uh, a few words in just, a, in just a minute. And we will have, at some point during the day, we'll drive this through to, um, to the winner of the award, uh, and hopefully we'll do it in a safe manner so we hand it off with proper Purell and all of that. So, uh, but uh, let, me, let me begin with uh, an introduction of the, of the Leon Kamaitis Lifetime Teaching Achievement Award in Pediatric Medicine. Since 1997, this award has been given to a member of our pediatric faculty who over the span of his or her career has distinguished him or herself as an outstanding role model and teacher in pediatric medicine. And before I introduce the 2020 recipient, I want to say a few words about Dr. Kamaitis and why this is such an important award and, and it emulates what he has done for so many years. Dr. Kamaitis joined Hartford Hospital in 1967 as the city's first pediatric cardiologist, starting in 1971 and for the next 10 years as chief of pediatrics at Hartford Hospital, he built the hospital's neonatology program, intensive care unit, ambulatory pediatric services, he oversaw a dramatic increase in the size and quality of our pediatric residency program and recruited several pediatric subspecialists that are currently still practicing in, 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 at the Children's Hospital. 
His pioneering efforts, together with those of the first chair of the Department of Pediatrics at the University of Connecticut, Dr. Melton Markowitz, created the blueprint for a future multi-specialty and primary care pediatric health system that we now call Connecticut Children's. Their foresight, coming together, facilitated the consolidation of pediatric services from Hartford Hospital, Newington Children's Hospital, and the University of Connecticut Pediatric Unit to give birth to Connecticut Children's Medical Center in 1996. And the rest is history. Dr. Kamaitis, if you go to the next slide, Philip, has been described as a gentle giant, a man who embodies trust, peace, and justice. Next slide. He has a sense of history and intense intellectual honesty. He was instrumental, I think, for all the residents to know in moving forward the field of pediatric cardiology and in really, truly important neonatal resuscitation science where it is today. He has done so with kindness, but also with a firm and respectful direct approach. And you can see a picture of here of, a, of a, a, a journal article that you should read titled Leon Kamaitis, a Gentle Giant and the Father of Pediatric Resuscitation. And then right next to that, you have Leon with uh, Gene Kamaitis, uh, who, who has been uh, uh, his partner for life and somebody who, uh, who is uh, elegant uh, and terrific and just somebody who, who keeps us all moving forward. Uh, and it's, it's sad that I can't see her here today or Leon. It's always uh, one of the best things of Grand Rounds and perhaps the one thing that I miss the most through the uh, electronic Grand Rounds is not having Leon to uh, shake his big hand and, and wish him well uh, and, and hear his uh, witty comments on any given day about this. So Leon and Jean, uh, uh, we miss you, uh, but I know you're here, so, and it'll be great to listen to your, your voice, which is hard to miss. During my, uh, so thank you, Leon, for everything you have done for our students, our residents, our faculty, and most importantly, for our global village. And you can see in this slide that uh, there are three editions of the Pediatric Advanced Life Support. The first edition was in 1988, and I was a first-year resident here at Hartford Hospital and UConn. And in fact, we use that textbook, the 1988 version of, of Pediatric Advanced Life Support. So I've been around for a while. And then what's really interesting is uh, the, it was translated to the Spanish edition and uh, my wife Olga and I uh, actually contributed to the translation of the, of the text called Reanimación Avanzada Pediatrica. I, I did not contribute to the Chinese translation, but you can see a copy of that there. So again, we owe Leon and his team uh, enormous gratitude for what they have done uh, in terms of teaching using this particular technique. And, and uh, now, during my seven-year tenure as chair, we've had a number of outstanding members that have received the, the award. And you can see the pictures here, Paul Dworkin in 2013, Arnie Altman in 2014, Neil Schechter in 15, Susan Ratson in 16, Vic Herson in 17, Don Hyde in 18, that's when we had the, <clears throat> you know, the bagpipes come into the auditorium, that was a memorable day, and Laurie Shiner last year in 2019. Now this year's Leon Kamaitis Lifetime Teaching Award goes to my friend, my mentor, my colleague, my role model, friend to all of you, Dr. Mark Greenstein, pictured here uh, with Ed Zellneritis, who's also listening, and Ed would, would absolutely want to be here uh, but, but he just texted me about five times telling me he is on. Do I need anything from Ed? And of course, Ed, we, we always, we, we love you and I know you're there and we'll get you back here as soon as I can. Uh, but there's Mark and, and Mark now has a, an emoji he's created which looks very much like him. It looks really, it's well done. And uh, so I thought I would borrow that from Facebook which you know, allows you to take these things and there's Mark and, 
and the real picture right next to it. Uh, I think the color is a little bit off, but otherwise, uh, you know, this, this is Mark. Now, Mark, let me tell you a little bit about Mark. Mark has been a member of the Department of Pediatrics since 1984, when he was first appointed assistant clinical professor following the completion of his fellowship training here at the University of Connecticut. In 1992, he was promoted to Associate Professor of Clinical Pediatrics and to Professor of Pediatrics in 1999. Mark held appointments in two divisions, in two divisions including Developmental and Behavioral Pediatrics and then Human Genetics. He also held a secondary appointment in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology and in the Department of Psychiatry at the Yukon School of Medicine. Now last year, following his retirement, Mark was appointed Emeritus Professor in the Department of Pediatrics. That's a high honor and rarely bestowed upon somebody who is not a primary affiliation, direct affiliation through employment is with the University of Connecticut. The committee voted unanimously to uh, in, enshrine him into this distinguished group of people because of the contributions he has made to all of you, all of us. Mark's career has been marked by great success and accomplishment, particularly in the program development where he was able to bridge his interest in genetics and child development. He developed a national reputation in autism as well as for the care of children with developmental needs. In fact, I first met Mark, like most of us in, back then, and this was back in 1989, I believe, my second year when I was doing developmental pediatrics. And Mark used to be at St. Francis. That was his primary location for care. And some of us, post-call, uh, after perhaps a busy night in the NICU or the ED, would come into the unit at St. Francis, the outpatient unit, where, where Mark was doing developmental screenings. And we would sit behind a, one of those one-way mirror uh, screens and watch Mark look for the bunny. And I can remember distinctly him asking every patient, where is the bunny? Where is the bunny? And see if we could actually find it. Mark, memorable. And that's where I first met Dr. Greenstein. I never thought at that point that we would develop a tremendous friendship over so many years. Lifelong friendship for sure. Mark was also director of the Residency Education and Development in Behavioral Pediatrics and served as Associate Residency Director, where most recently he led the res Residency Remediation Program. Clearly, devotion to teaching. And this, was, this is Mark's most salient feature, is that he loves the people he works with. He cares immensely about each, each one of the learners, medical students, undergraduate students, residents, the chief residents. In fact, I remember as a chief resident back in 91 to 92, where we would have with Sue Dellert, who's also a faculty member here in pediatrics, we would spend afternoons with Mark trying to learn how to be good leaders. And Mark would very cautiously, but in a way that was optimistic, would say, you guys are gonna be good leaders. We weren't sure at the time. I think he probably, uh, he was probably correct and I admire his persistence to keeping us going. And he did that for, with many chief residents, with many residents. Those days, those afternoons in Mark's house were memorable. I still remember them as if it were today. In addition to his formal teaching responsibilities for almost three decades, Mark led our nationally acclaimed Pediatric Scholars Program. The Scholar Night is an evening forum for students who have an interest in pediatric career starting in their first year. Many of you attended these scholarly nights at Mark's beautiful home. Go to the next slide. Home to so many of us. And I found a couple of pictures. And the one on the left there is snow, of course. Mark would always schedule the scholars night on the day of a blizzard it was you know if you wanted a blizzard you would ask mark to actually schedule a pediatric scholars night because you know it would it would it would snow i think if he did it in june it would also snow so you couldn't park so there was always a backup date but he would always welcome us there and that's his beautiful home in west hartford uh, a picture of mark and then of course the living room and the house 
this is an amazing house. There's so many things in Mark's house. They're all memorable, and I want to take all of them. They're amazing photographs, little trinkets, memorandums, everything that he has done over the years that has been collected in the house where we all love. And all of us miss that, Mark, and we will come back. And of course, today we'll probably drive through and give you your diploma. Mark's uh, uh, national activities grew from many local consultative efforts involving the Hartford Board of Education, the City of Hartford, Child Development Clinic, and other sites where he practiced developmental medicine. In 1992, he was named medical consultant to the State Department of Education for their birth to three services. He remained in that role for the Department of Education until October 2016. He has given numerous lectures throughout, throughout the state of Connecticut nationally on neurogenic, neuro, neurogenetic syndromes as well as autism, developmental disabilities. His national reputation is also represented in his speaking engagements. He produced a teaching tape on autism for the American Academy of Pediatrics in 1997. Throughout his career, Mark has dedicated a great deal of time to teaching and working in the community, serving on the, serving on the advisory board of, for autism programs such as the Boston Higashi School and Giant Stapes in Fairfield, Connecticut, as well as a member and then chair of the Birth to Three Council for over 24 years. He served for more than 20 years on the admissions committee for the University of Connecticut School of Medicine, a high honor, and he was chair for five years. That's a lot of work for those, who, those of you who know what that means. He was a member of the Committee for Children with Disabilities, formerly Handicapped Child Committee, Connecticut chapter of the AAP for over 30 years. He has been a devoted advisor, friend, chief resident advisor in ways that are hard to capture. Uh, through the internet in a web presentation like this one. I think all of you who know Mark um, understand that you know, he has made contributions that are beyond what we can describe here. And, and his mark uh, has been made in the state of Connecticut. This mark has been made nationally. It certainly has been made for each one of you who has cared for him. Mark, uh, you are in my heart, uh, my wife's Olga's heart as well, uh, as a friend, as a colleague, as a mentor as your chair, which was a high honor for me. And uh, I present you today with the, the Leon Kamaitis Teaching Award, with the highest recognition that we give here at the University of Connecticut. And uh, before I ask you to make uh, some remarks or give some remarks, I'm gonna ask Dr. Kamaitis to log in to, and I think he's connected, so we're gonna hear his resounding voice in just about a minute, and then we'll come back and present you the diploma. Dr. Kamaitis. Thank you, Juan. Uh, can you hear me all right? Yes, we can. Good. Uh, it's such a pleasure to be here this morning, and thank you, first of all, for your very kind words uh, about me and uh, wonderful words about Mark, and uh, also for giving me an opportunity each year to uh, participate in this wonderful event. Uh, first of all, I want to tell you that uh, yesterday, an old email address of mine was hacked. And uh, some of you in the audience may have received an appeal from me asking you to send me five iTunes gift cards. And if any of you have received such an appeal, I want to publicly apologize to you and also to inform you that in fact, I do not want iTunes or any other gift cards. Having gotten that out of the way, I'm delighted that Mark is this year's recipient uh, of such a well-deserved award and that our names will henceforth be intertwined. 
I have long admired Marx's knowledge, both in its breadth and its depth. I uh, have admired his erudition and his wisdom. And he has been a role model for so many students and an outstanding educator. Uh, it's been wisely said that the secret of good patient care starts with caring for the patient. And the same can be said of an educator. And it is that caring that has made Mark such an outstanding physician and such an outstanding teacher. At this point, Mark, uh, I would be asking you to come up so I could give you a hug. Unfortunately, I can't do this through the electrical wires, but I'll do it at some point in person when we can do that. So thank you very much for all the contributions you've made, Mark, and congratulations. Very much, and I, I, uh, Sharon Smith uh, was kind enough to take a picture, Mark, uh, of the of the diploma you will be getting. Hopefully, someday we'll have a time or a chance to uh, meet with Leon, perhaps over coffee or even better, a little bit of wine, and and we can take a picture with the with this uh, distinction, which says Yukon School of Medicine Lifetime Achievement Achievement Award presented in honor of Leon Commodities for outstanding leadership in the training and education of pediatricians and in the care of Connecticut children to Mark A. Greenstein, 2020. So Mark, congratulations, so well-deserved. It's really an honor for me to give this to you. So now I'm gonna pass it on to you to say some remarks. I believe you're still connected and hopefully we'll be able to connect without a, I see the slides at least. And if you can unmute your phone, go ahead and you can take it over. Thank you, Juan. Can you people hear me? I, we can hear you and we can see you. Good. Well, thank you very much. I have to say one of the silver linings of not being able to be there for safety's sake is that otherwise I'd be weeping. Um, it is really sort of unusual to hear these sorts of compliments when one doesn't feel that uh, this represents myself but other people's perception. But of course, one doesn't nominate oneself for these sorts of things. And I just appreciate everybody's thoughts. I want to start out by congratulating all the other nominees and awardees today. Um, it was a panoply of wonder to see the amazing group of people who work and teach here. I also want to say, um, for those of you who may text me later, I am fine. Uh, one of the silver linings of the pandemic is that I'm so neurotic, I eat a lot less, and I, as of this morning, I'm down 65 pounds, so I don't have any clothing that fits. So I, Collar is way too big, um, and I'm way too happy about that. I want to thank both Leon and Juan for their incredibly kind words. Um, and next slide, please. I want to remember that amongst all this, I want to thank all the frontline workers, not just healthcare people, but the people who are delivering things to my house, the people who are working at the bank, the people who are delivering groceries and stocking stores and all of that. Um, I would not be able to still do this if it wasn't for all the people who are there, people who do very noticeable jobs and the people who don't do very noticeable jobs, but who still do crucial jobs for all of us. Next. I also want to acknowledge in the last two weeks that have been very, very difficult and with the internment of George Floyd uh, today, that I have led a life of privilege and it has been very easy for me and not so easy for many others. I want to echo other sadness in the light of all of this, 
uh, both recent and the longstanding events uh, with inequalities and injustices. But I want to join Juan in his wishes for hope for all of us. When I started this, I had four pages of people to thank, and Aaron Zucker had a full Grand Rounds to do that. I don't. So let me thank a few people, uh, Anton Alerte and Melissa Held, who helped establish the Student Crisis Fund in my name, Dr. Edwin Zalaritis, who is beyond compare in terms of all the skills that we're honoring today, Dr. Salazar, who I consider a close friend um, and leader, and the many administrative assistants who have helped me through the years. There are too many names and so many others, Paul Dworkin, Neil Schechter, um, uh, Bob Greenstein, Susie Cassidy, uh, the leaders who have nurtured um, and done so much for me. But I apologize that I cannot run through the list of all the others, literally four pages of names. Next. Um, I have no disclosures. I know this is not a uh, Grand Rounds where we're giving awards, but I do want to say that even though it bears my name, um, you do not have to be honoring me to give money to the Yukon School of Medicine Student Crisis Fund. This is a fund set up to help students who, for no fault of their own, suddenly need additional help. Some of them are doing rotations and suddenly they have to get home because somebody in the family is ill or they are ill. They've had some unexpected disruption and the fund is there for people like Dr. Held to help them when their own stipends are not sufficient to sort of help them. Um, I have already written to everybody that I know who's given to this, but again, this is not just to honor me, this is for students. And I hope that you will consider this in your giving, not only now, but going forward. Uh, our medical students are a treasure. Next. I wanna thank both Leon and Jean uh, for many years for their, as you can already hear and you already know if you know Leon, the generosity of spirit, heart and wisdom. But I wanna acknowledge Jean as well. I have incredibly fond memories of when we all, when I started out as a fellow in the ambulatory section up at UConn in the front and the two of them in terms of just their incredible kindness to me, a little nobody, I have to use clean language here. Um, in terms of supporting and honoring and helping me and teaching me about their generosity in terms of the children and families that they worked with. So thank you to both of them, Leon and Jean. Next. I'm not gonna tell you who this is for a moment. Some of you may know, but I wanna thank all of you for this honor. Um, I've been saying to people with all these honors this year, it feels as if I'm at my own funeral. So many nice things being said, but it's really nice to be above ground when you hear all this. So thank you all for this. Thank you, next. So talking about what I do, you already heard from Juan that my training is in genetics and child development. And for me, uh, I think of this as nature and nurture. So I wanna thank the people who raised me, um, my family, um, and in terms of the people who trained me, which I think of as child development. You don't expect toddlers to be able to do upper level math. And all along the way, I've had teachers who have helped me. And those include not those ahead of me on the ladder, but even my students, uh, the families and the children I've worked with who have helped me develop. Next. Um, many of you may know, but if you don't, I lost both of my parents in the last few months. Um, this is my father and mother who I wish to honor, who spent lives of generous service to others 
without any recompense other than the joy of being able to help others. Uh, you can see that the genetics of good, look, of good looks have skipped a generation in my case, um, or at least in my case, not my brothers and sisters. Next. This is Robert Burns. And the reason he's here, though he had a fairly short life, he was fairly prolific, is next. In his poem, To a Louse, where the point is that people are unaware of their own gaps and lacks and failures, I found a phrase which I can't do honest justice to without a good Scottish burr. But it would some power the gifty geas to see ourselves as either see us is that you guys have given me a gift because you see me differently than I see myself. And it is a really powerful and wonderful gift to hear what people think of me, though the gift was being allowed into the lives of students and colleagues um, and families to be able to work with them and learn from them. I think less of myself as a leader and teacher than as a participant. Next. So leading up to today, as I said, I had a huge list of people. Um, uh, Paul Dworkin and Aaron Zucker in the last two weeks of Grand Rounds have shown real excellence and talent, um, which I can still only hope to aspire to. I wanna thank everybody I've mentioned and all of those I haven't for their support and what I consider their tolerance for my differences and strangeness for educating me and allowing me to be part of so much. What have I learned? To be open. And even though we had asked the expert on Fridays, this is not an insult to that, but especially in the field of child development, I think of an expert as somebody who's like an engineer and can tell you that a three-ton truck will collapse a weight-bearing load two-ton bridge. I can't do that with any child. I can't tell you what they'll do. But I am a specialist. I've spent a lot of time learning and studying, and that experience has helped me work with families and learn from families and help them learn about their children. It also has helped me work with students uh, because very rarely are they the only person who's ever faced either the struggles or the questions or has arrived with the gifts that they do. But I've also enjoyed always being a pediatrician, uh, which is a generalist and allows me to take a larger view of everything I get to do. Next. So again, I'm getting repetitious, but I wanna thank everyone. I feel as if I've been given so much more than I've ever given myself. Next. So thank you all to so many for so much and for this honor. One, I look forward to receiving my little plaque but most of all, I look forward to continuing my involvement with everybody and to be able to learn what this next stage of my life will bring. Thank you all very much for this. Thank you, Mark, uh, uh, for those moving words. It is great to see you. And uh, maybe, maybe we can just, um, yeah, there you go. Now, now I see, is that a virtual background or is that your actual background? No, this is actually a virtual background. I figured if there were students watching, it would be familiar. <laughs> my living room. And you can actually see it's certainly not a day that it's going to be 87, but uh, it's much better than my messy bedroom. <laughs> well, you look great. Uh, and uh, I, will, I will personally drive this to your house and we'll, I'll wear a mask, I promise. Uh, <laughs> I have been with COVID patients, so I don't want to bring anything to you, although I feel good. And uh, so again, uh, 
congratulations, Mark. Congratulations to all the faculty. Uh, welcome to our chief residents, Dr. Smith. You've done a, a, once again a tremendous job uh, getting us to, to the right place, uh, although you weren't wearing your, uh, your garb today, which next year we'll let you do that. And uh, Leon, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you to all the faculty. I think, the, the, were there any comments there that you guys have that we, we could read? Um, Amy and Jess, you're, you're doing a great job. Uh, Anton, congratulations, Mark. And thank you for being such a powerful teacher, mentor, and friend. And that's from Anton Alerti. Thank you, Anton, for, for those comments. And uh, we will compile all of the ones that are coming in. Uh, so uh, welcome. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. We'll see you again uh, on Tuesday for the next Grand Rounds. The next one is on research. Dr. Smith will be leading that as well with uh, Dr. Radolf. Uh, we will be presenting four award-winning presentations and posters. We'll have a virtual abstract presentation is what I understand. Leave it, Dr. Smith has a lot of creativity. The following Tuesday, we'll have Dr. Schramm, who's also retiring. And then the final Tuesday, we'll have Dr. Albert Coe from Yale, who is in the Governor's Task Force for Reopening Connecticut. He's an epidemiologist, infectious disease colleague. I think you'll enjoy that. And again, we'll continue with the Friday Ask the Experts, probably all the way through the middle of July. Uh, but again, stay safe. You know, wash your hands. Keep using your mask. We're not out of the woods yet. We're almost there. And Mark, take care, my friend. I'll see you a little bit later. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye, everybody.